Good morning, all listeners. It is Sunday, September 25th, 2022. It's 8.05 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 183 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. I'm Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Sunday and welcome to episode 183 Today we dive into NFL Week 3, Big Sunday Slate. We will go over the college football games yesterday and preview what you can see for the AP Top 25 teams and how they performed yesterday. And also go through the baseball card as well that happened yesterday and updates you on the playoff picture. But first, got to give a shout-out to my partner. Let's go. 8-2 on 182. Boogie and I both went 4-1 and one yesterday, both cashing our best bets. If you ride with Boogie and the Baron, you would have went 8-2 and two yesterday, cashing 80% of your tickets. And that's going to be our saying today, 8-2 and two on 182, baby. 8-2, and two, 182 episode. Ride or die with Boogie and the Baron. Man, college football was fantastic with us, you know, both, both going 4 out of 5. 8-2 and two combined. Uh, I went six and three in my bets. It was it was a great day of college football. Uh, we work hard, we play hard, and all that capping and all the work we put in for college football paid off yesterday with an eight and two record for Boogie and the Baron. Baby. Man, you know how they say the West Coast is the best coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Pac-12 last night was pretty fire. We were banging the Pac-12, man. That's like the Pac-12s reminded me of the Mac. Yeah. In college basketball, when me and Boogie are banging out the Mac picks, now we're banging out the Pac-12 picks. (laughs) So, Pac-12 has been our conference. We swept the board in the Pac-12 last night with a fantastic efforts from a bunch of teams. And we'll dive into yesterday's results as well as kind of update you on what you can expect for the top 25. We obviously have a loaded NFL card where we're going to give out a 12-pack of picks today. Um... We got some over-unders, we got some sides, Sides. we got sides, and we got one drink bet. So we already pre-planned this. It's uh, it's Sunday, so we we found it fitting to give out a 12-pack since we will probably drink a 12-pack. Sunday fun day, you know how it is. Sunday fun day, baby. It's September 25th, last Sunday of football in the month of September. And we roll into October. It was the first day of fall the other day. It's very exciting. And we talked yesterday, Boogie, about the hunt for October. Hunt for and October. we are almost to October. It's the 25th. We have five, six more days counting today in the month of September. And the hunt for October begins next weekend. The last weekend of the regular season in baseball. Man, it's almost here. We talked about how excited we were. To go down the playoff picture with you guys yesterday. There have been some updated results. Games resulting in some big time playoff implications yesterday. The New York Yankees got to start there. They, four straight games, Judge has been homerless. They hit four home runs, Judge didn't hit any of them. But the Yankees win seven to five, and the Yankees keep pushing that magic number down to win the American League East. I mean, this team is back on track after. Uh, a lapse for about a month. They're getting hot right now at the right time. And this is the right time to get hot. Uh, we got, and it's great for a Yankee fan to it see is. how they're doing so far against this Red Sox team who is having a very, very subpar season. Mm-hmm. Not going to make the playoffs. About they're, to have an E next to their name. Mm, they're about to have an E big time. Under 500. Um, and these are the games that the Yankees need to win, and they are starting to separate themselves 
from the second place Blue Jays. It was a big time win for the Yankees yesterday, a 7-5 victory over the Red Sox. They're going for a four-game sweep today at Yankee Stadium. I wanted to give a shout-out to Kyle Wright, the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. 20 wins. Nice. Kyle Wright with 20 wins. The first pitcher in the majors to get the 20. He's 20 and 5. The Braves win 6 to 3. Combine that with a Mets hiccup, a 10 4. Jacob DeGrom got shelled in Oakland yesterday. That's that $4 favorite again. I told you that. Watch out next year. Keep an eye on it for next year. Three and $4 favorites fade them. Fade them all the time because you know what? What happens is, is. Your money line's gonna actually bring you to a plus money, plus positive money, even yeah, if you three lose. Three to one usually. Yeah. Absolutely, the, absolutely. This is games the Mets need to win, and yeah. and we've seen this happen with the A's against the Yankees too. The A's have beaten a couple of the, and the teams. Astros. The Astros too. They took care of business earlier uh, last month. I mean, it's just nuts. Now the Mets lose, Braves win. Man, this is a crazy, crazy, crazy race. NL East getting closer. The Blue Jays got a key win yesterday down in Tampa between a great performance from Alec Manoa, their ace. A 3-1 victory down in Tampa Bay. They now hold a one-game lead over the Rays on the wild card. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a uh, probably coming down to this last week uh, because... Raise some something's gonna have to happen with them, but they they are going to battle with Seattle, I believe. I yeah. think the the Rays are uh, in a little bit of trouble to uh, overcome the Blue Jays, uh, but you know what? We'll see. We'll we'll never know what happens. It's gonna be tight. It's been them three all year. Um, you know, we we look at the Brewers who had a big win yesterday. They took care of business, a ten two win, a game that they can't afford to lose. The Brewers, like we talked about yesterday, they're right there in the wild card. They get a 10-2 win and a great outing from Corbin Burns yesterday to get the 12 games over 500. So shout-out to the Brew Crew for getting the W. Also, shout-out to the Cleveland Guardians. Taking care of business. Just getting closer and closer to clinching that American League Central that we once thought was going to come down to the final weekend. They're looking to clinch this thing by about Tuesday or Wednesday with a couple more wins. They beat the Rangers. They're now 18 games over 500. Shout out to the Guardians. And this is the the difference between a winning organization and a mediocre organization. The winning organization will know how to win towards the end of the season and be able to take care of business, beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and do what they got to do to uh, make sure that they are in this playoff race. 100%, my friend. The Guardians looking to get that three seed in the American League. We'll go over the standings in a minute. It was a heartbreaking loss for the Orioles as the Astros rallied in the eighth and ninth innings to come back. Orioles had a pretty big lead in that game with the Astros bats to get their 100th win. The second team to get 100 wins. The Astros come back. Devastating loss for the playoff hopes of the Orioles last night. Thinking you got the Astros on the ropes, you end up fumbling the bag and, and losing the game. Astros 11-10, they get to 100 wins. They're well on their way to the one seed. Orioles need to start winning now or they're going to be left out. Yeah, it's a bad loss for the Orioles if they want to keep uh, pace and have some type of hope uh, for this last week, week and a half. 17 <coughs> hits yesterday against the Astros, 12 hits. And they, it's a shame, you know, they slug out 10 runs and they still can't win against the Astros to lose 11-10. Bad loss for the Orioles. We'll see how that affected their playoff hopes here in a second. The Twins keep their slim hopes alive with an 8-4 win against the Angels. What a bad loss for the White Sox. What happened to the White Sox? Now all the way down to 500, an AL Central leader most of the year. Now sitting at 500 with a week left in the season. They need a miracle. Same thing with the uh, the Tigers. Tigers beat uh, teams that they should not be beating. But the, all the time. Again, 
These are the, the, the White Sox should be winning these games. So these are the teams that are the fakers over the makers. Fakers over the makers. That's right. Speaking of makers, might have to have a little makers oh, later. Oh, makers smart. With my 12 back. All right. We got softball tonight, though. We got to be careful. Uh, yeah, I we know. do. We can't, can't be playing with one eye open. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get smacked in the head. Yeah, I'll throw the ball in the stands. All right. The Mariners had a big-time win yesterday. Six to five, taking care of business. So that wild card heating up, a Rays loss, a Blue Jays-Mariners win, tightening it up a little bit. Same thing with the Padres going on the road. We talked about yesterday how they couldn't afford to lose down in Coors Field. The Rockies are one of those teams with a plus 500 winning percentage at home. But the Padres go down there. You Darvish, a 16th win. They are gaining ground in the wild card race. You Darvish has been really, really good down the stretch for them. And they're going to need him in the postseason if they make it. But they take care of business yesterday, defeating the Rockies 9-3. to Yeah, that's an important win for the Padres. Um, obviously, we you know Rockies are not going to be in the playoffs, uh, but the Padres need to win the rest of their games or probably the majority of them yep. to to make sure that they uh, solidify a spot. Exactly, and the Cardinals actually uh, lost a game in the division yesterday with a six two loss in L A last night. Kershaw was great, and uh, a six two win for the Dodgers. They get their hundred fifth win. We noted already the one seed. I wouldn't be surprised if they start resting guys this next week to get healthy for the pennant race in the postseason uh the cardinals lost combined with the brewers win the brewers get one game closer to the cards um but they could not gain ground in the wild card because of the padres win um you take a look at our updated standings here and we got the astros still at one and the yankees still at two looking like that's the way it's gonna finish boogie um looking like it's gonna be astros yankees one and two um you got the guardians there they're nine games up on the white Sox. they're looking to clinch here in the next day or two Guardians have won six in a row. I believe with a win combined with a loss today, they can actually clinch the division today. Um, see what happens with that. So we're looking at Astros, Yankees, Guardians is the three. And our wild card race is tight as ever. And you you pretty much got three teams jockeying for position the whole year. It's been the Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners. In that order, the Blue Jays are a game and a half up on the Mariners and a game up on the Rays. And then you have the Rays a half game up on the Mariners. So... We got the Rays visiting the Blue Jays if the season ends today, and the Mariners going to Cleveland for the Wild Card Series. Um, you got some teams without ease by their name. Red Sox magic number is one. They are a win or a loss away from being eliminated. Twins are nine and a half back. White Sox seven and a half. Baltimore four back with a week to go. So we will see what happens if the Orioles can make a miracle run here. Um, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'd probably say <laughs> I'd probably say Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners will occupy the three wild card spots. I mean, it's been all season long, uh, but shout out to the Baltimore Orioles because they've started to uh, take that same path that the Mariners did, and you see how the Mariners did uh, this year versus uh, almost making it last year, and. Uh, you know, a lot of people were a little upset with the way they uh, handled the trade deadline and yep. uh, getting rid of some of their star players. I found that players. strange. Mancini and Jorge Lopez, their closer, yeah. who like led the American League in saves, and then you trade Mancini. I mean, I know you got some young guns coming up, but man, keeping those guys, who knows where they'd be? You know, they've played 151 games. They're seven games up, so they're four back with 11 to play. There's still a chance, but they're going to have to win games. I mean, this is what it's going to have to be. They're going to need a little bit of luck. They're going to need a little bit of, uh, you know, 
Obviously, ball playing this this week is going to be important to them. They're going to need to go probably eight and three, nine and nine and two to be able to. to finish off, and then have a little bit of uh, somebody spinning backwards uh, like Tampa Bay or yeah. Seattle. It doesn't get any easier for them. I mean, they they finish up a series with the Astros today, and then they are at Boston for four. Now Boston should be out, so they'll be playing spoiler if they can succeed in Boston. And then you know they might they're going to get the Yankees. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next weekend in New York with the hopes that maybe the Yankees have already solidified the two seed in the American League. So maybe an opportunity for them to win some games there. Their goal, obviously, is going to be to try to be within two or three games of the Blue Jays because the regular season ends on Wednesday the 5th. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th is the last three days of the regular season. And Baltimore hosts Toronto. So... That's As, tough. Ah, that's th- tough. Th- they're going to be. They- they're going to need to be close to them in that race, and they're going to have to take care of business. It might come down to them needing a series sweep of the Blue Jays. I was thinking the same thing. But it always it depends what they do against the Red Sox and the Yankees right. is what it's really going to boil down to. You know, we have um, today's action. We have next week and weekend, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, playoffs begin Friday the seventh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 7th, 8th, and 9th will be the three-game wildcard series across both leagues. So we'll see what happens with the Orioles. They're going to have to go on a winning streak here, and they're going to probably need some help if they want to make the postseason. National League is a little more clear-cut than that, um, but it's essentially the same thing. The Dodgers are the one. Mets now only a game-and-a-half lead over the Braves with their loss and the Braves' win. So that is what we're going to be looking at this last week-and-a-half of the season. Whoever wins that East obviously gets the two seed, and the loser gets the four, and they've both clinched playoff spots. So we're, you're either the two or the four. Um, the Brewers inch closer. They are now six-and-a-half back with ten to play. Cardinals magic number now three. They just need a combo of three wins or three losses by the Brewers to clinch the century. I mean, Milwaukee did pick up a couple of games over the last few days. Uh, eight, no, eight and a half games back is where they were, um, of course, because Milwaukee has a four-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Louis with a one-game loss last night yep. broke their winning streak. Yeah. Um, but the Dodgers, obviously, is a tough series for the Cardinals. Uh, but, you know, obviously, shout-out to Albert Pujols, who, again, 700, hitting baby. the 700 club this week. Uh, but, obviously, they're playing the Dodgers, so they're going to have to battle out. And hopefully Milwaukee can uh, can just keep winning if they want the, to get back into this uh, this little race here. I'd like to see Milwaukee come down to the wire, and they're not far behind. you got the Braves pretty much locked into the four. Them are the Mets. We talked about that before. One of them are going to have the bye, and then one of them is going to host the Padres, Phillies, or Brewers, whoever gets the five. And it's tight as ever on the National League side, mm. folks, is Milwaukee got 82 wins, Philly 83, and the Padres 84. They're all right there. Um, slim margin for error for these three ball clubs right now. The um, The Padres are only a half game up on the Phillies for the five seed. Phillies occupy the six, and the Brewers are a game and a half back. And so when I take a look at the schedules for these teams, I mean, you see what the Brewers got to end their season. And it actually is very formidable for the Brewers to maybe go on a little run here and steal a bid because, you know, we talk about bid stealers all the time in college oh, yeah. basketball. And they have the opportunity right in front of them. After today's game in Cincinnati, the rest of their games are all at home. You get the Cardinals for two at home, and then 
that's going to probably decide the division right there if they can't take care of business there. Right. But then you get four against Miami at home and three against Arizona at home. Got to win those games. Opportunities right in front of the Brewers. If they, if they, I mean, you look at how many games they got left today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games to go. They go on a nice little eight and two run here, Boogs. They probably get a spot. They could. They could steal it because the Padres are up and down. Phillies obviously have their bats, you know, and we're looking at a, a team, though, that uh, has been a little bit below uh, the way that the Milwaukee has played. They are, their expectations were a lot higher than where they're at right now. Correct. So they need to take care of business if they want to get into the playoffs. They shouldn't yep. have been in this position, but this is what it is. Padres are in the same situation, too, Boogie. They end the series in Colorado today, and then their last nine games are at home. Three against the Dodgers, who are already locked in. Three against Chicago, who's out. And three against San Francisco, who's out. So, again, San Diego and the Brewers play their last seven games all at home against non-playoff teams. Gotta win them. Gotta win them, which makes me very eager to see how the Phillies' schedule is. And the Phillies have the hardest road of anybody but it's still not that bad. You play the Atlanta today at home. You try to salvage a split in a four-game series. You're at Wrigley. Cubs are out. You're at Washington for four games. Washington's out. You're at Houston for the last three. That's tough. Houston already clinches, but you know they're going to want to build that momentum going into right. the postseason. Complete opposite story for the Phillies compared to the Padres and the Brewers as they end their season all on the road. Yeah, that's old. Oh. That is tough. Good luck, Philly. That that's crazy. They don't even play another home game. This after, is it after today. This is their last home game, and they're on the road for their last ten games of the season. They're not coming back home for about two weeks. They might never come back home no. because mm-hmm. after this, they could be out. The season's over. You know, if they get a five or a six, they're on the road again. Right. This team's not going to play a home game for a month. No. So we'll see what happens. It's a three. Horse race for two spots in the National League. Phillies, Padres, Brew Crew. It's going to be fun. Love it. Love it. This is the way it is. Hunt for October. Hunt for October continues. Um, We will probably squeeze in a Thursday morning, uh, episode 184, Thursday morning. Um, I'm actually going out of town up to Boise, Idaho on Friday morning. Nice. So I'll be at the Boise State-San Diego State game on Friday night from the Blue Turf. And Boise's coming Smurf off a of, turf, and yes, Smurf turf, and and Boise's coming off a loss to UTEP. So, so interested to see what the line is. I got my Boise State gear on. I'm, uh, ready, to, I'm, yeah. ready, I'm ready to hammer that Boise money line. That's a free play. Free play. Free right play. There, Boise right, money line. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to take it. So um, we won't be on air next weekend. So it, we're going to have to take full advantage and uh, visit you guys again on Thursday, and then probably the following Thursday as well. So and then the weekend again. So. Thursday, we will have episode 184 and talk about the Thursday, Friday college and NFL games as well as give you an update on baseball because on Thursday, we will have officially only six days left in the regular season. We'll see how things take shape. My man's going to be out of town, so maybe we'll do a, a podcast where we give you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games. We could do it big. Yeah, we'll, we do, could. we'll give you the, the top picks for the entire Ooh. four days. We could do it big, yeah. We might have to have some sort of uh, episode 184 extravaganza I like it. on Thursday. And literally, uh, we got a lot of work to do then on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Absolutely. So, you got to get your pencil sharpened. Oh, man. Pencil sharpened. Pen have some ink in it, man. Highlighters all, all ready to go. So 
We, we transition now, Boogie, into college football. And uh, once again, similar to last week, you find the top teams in the country taking care of business. And that's kind of how it's been. A um, Georgia Bulldogs, 39-22 over Kent State. Kent State surprise scored a little bit more than everyone thought. Georgia's probably running sprints as we speak for giving up 22 points to Kent State. Um, Kent State played pretty well there in the first half, and then Georgia just kind of subtly ran away with the thing. A 39-22 win for Georgia. Man, Alabama, <laughs> Boogie's blockbuster best bet. Lay that four and eight and a half. 55 to 3. Crushing Vanderbilt. My lord, a 52-point win at Bryant Denny Stadium down in Tuscaloosa. Oh, I wonder if they uh wonder if the AP jumps Bama over Vandy now. Or uh, Bama over Georgia. I can't do it. They did it before. You can't do it. They over. They let Georgia overtake Bama. I mean, look at this week. It's what we just saw, right? Georgia only a little seventeen point win against Kent State. I mean, I Bama t- played an SEC opponent, yeah. won by fifty. I see what you're saying. It could be a little flippy, flippy, flop, flop. <laughs> flippy, flippy, flop, flop. Get your flip flops out. I mean, I don't know. I think Georgia kind of slept on Kent State a little bit, and uh, I think that uh, they definitely. We're uh, not trying to blow this team out like they probably could have. They could have, for sure. So we'll see what happens with one and two. Regardless, it'll be Bama, Georgia, one and two. Either way, you shake it up. Ohio State will remain at three after a dominating Saturday night primetime ABC game. Ohio State 52-21 over Wisconsin. Buckeyes 4 now. I mean, Wisconsin catching 19 yesterday. Not that's close. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy talk. We never thought Wisconsin would get 19 against Ohio State. And never. Ohio State took care of business, doubling them up. Getting doubled up. Plus, and uh, Ohio State with a very, very impressive win. Those the Buckeyes offense, C.J. Stroud, probably the leader in the Heisman voting. Five touchdowns yesterday after a six-touchdown performance last week against Toledo. The Buckeyes, 52 this week, 77 last week. Highest scoring team in the country. Buckeyes will remain at three. And their arch rival, the Michigan Wolverines, looking to remain at four after their toughest test of the season. That Maryland team's better than people think. Uh, Michigan, a 34-27 win at the Big House. It wasn't pretty, but J.J. McCarthy and and crew, Jim Harbaugh coaches them to a win, 34-27 in their Big Ten opener. They are now 4-0, and they will remain number four. Yeah, Michigan with a nice win. I mean, they had to win that game in the big house, uh, but, uh, you know, to his little brother, right? Yeah. On the team for Valia, Maryland. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they put up a nice fight, uh, but obviously Michigan did what they had to do to take care of business, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they'll remain number four. Another another team that faced a tough test yesterday was Clemson. Very impressive going on the road. Dabo Sweeney now 14-0 in his career at Clemson versus Wake Forest. Wake Forest gave them everything they wanted and more. Wake Forest actually had to lead the majority of that fourth quarter. Clemson had to score late, tie it. They go on to win 51-45 and double overtime in the game of the day. In college football yesterday, Clemson, number five in the country, escapes Wake Forest. I don't think you can penalize Wake Forest all that much for losing in double OT. We'll see if Wake Forest stays in the top 25, but Clemson survive in advance, should remain at number five after beating a conference-ranked opponent on the road. Yeah, this is a big win for Clemson, I think, and uh, shout out to Wake Forest, though, to be able to, to put up the points that they did and... Obviously, uh, Clemson, I think, is, uh, you know, last year they yeah. a little underperformed, and yeah. I think that they've got a little bit of their mojo back. 
Yeah, and Clemson, 4-0 now, join in the likes of the other teams. They should come in at number five next week. There's your top five. This looks like a perfect year to have the 12-team playoff. I, uh-huh. I wish they just would have did it this year because a Clemson-Michigan 4-5 matchup would be awesome. Yep. Um, an upset did happen in the top ten yesterday as Oklahoma fell to Kansas State. I had Kansas State getting the points in my pocket last night, and they won the game outright. A 41-34 victory over Oklahoma. Kansas State, big-time win. Might see themselves in the top 25 now with you know a road victory like this. Oklahoma will drop in the rankings. You know, if you go back in history, Kansas State uh, has a very, very good record, especially in Norman, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. to take care of business, to win outright over Oklahoma and they did it again. Uh, great win for them. Yeah. Amazing how we're going to talk about in a second uh, the team that I'm probably going to uh, overtake them in the rankings. Mm-hmm. The next team is USC. They got where the win. They got the head coach from Oklahoma and, the and they got the quarterback in Caleb Williams They're gonna swap. from Oklahoma swapping over here because they took care of business against Oregon State on the road. I had an Oregon State plus seven ticket in my pocket. It was an easy cover. USC actually scored with only a minute left in that game to take the lead. Their first lead of the game. So USC finds a way to win late. Corvallis, the Pac-12 has improved. We've monitored that this entire season through four weeks. USC goes on the road, wins 17-14. So expect USC to jump into that six hole and overtake Oklahoma. Another team who's going to jump Oklahoma is probably going to be Kentucky. Their defense does it again, a 31-23 win. It wasn't pretty, but Kentucky continues to win football games. You have you know Will Levis not... Uh, not turning the ball over, playing good football. Their running backs are good. Their defense is good. 31-23 win. Kentucky looking to jump Oklahoma as well, probably into that seventh spot. I like Kentucky. This this team is definitely not the Kentucky of old. Uh, no. In football, they are uh, no. usually not very good. Uh, they got things going on right now with this Kentucky. Yes, they really do. Arkansas, another top 10 team, lost yesterday. A classic game down in Dallas at Jerry World. 23-21 victory for Texas A&M. Arkansas actually went up 14-0 in that game, and A&M grinded out for a victory. Their defense did it for them. Those, all those highly coveted recruits uh, paying off. Neutral site game in Texas A&M. Number 23 gets the win. So look for Arkansas to bump down in the rankings and Texas A&M to move up after that SEC battle. Yeah, A&M gets the nice win over Arkansas. This Arkansas team is actually pretty good. And uh, Jimbo Fisher got his guys uh, in the right spot there. Uh, as they take over Arkansas 23-21. to Big time win for the uh, Aggies. And you got Tennessee who got backdoored by one loss yesterday. Tennessee had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Squanders it away with a minute to go. They win by five, though, and they survive and advance. After beating a ranked foe at home, Tennessee looking to become another SEC to jump into that top ten. Next week, Tennessee will be a top 10 team. This team knows how to score uh, even without their top wide receiver, and not just the top wide receiver, but also the best wide receiver in the SEC and nation. Uh, Tennessee takes care of business. uh, But shout out to Anthony Richardson of Florida. 453 yards yards with two touchdowns, but just can't get it done. Uh, that was unfortunate, though, for those Tennessee backers. Florida will uh, fall out of the rankings now 2-2. Two and two. They will be out of the top 25. They'll go from 20 to out. Tennessee will be top 10. Another potential top 10 team is NC State starting 4-0. Dennis Leary, their sixth-year starting quarterback. 
324 TDs. UConn is atrocious. A 41-10 cupcake victory for NC State. Um, they're not going to begin ACC play here, so we'll see what they got when they face the likes of Wake Forest and Clemson in the ACC. It's going to be interesting. And Pitt. I, yeah, and Pittsburgh, too. Looking forward to seeing uh, how these these teams play against each other. Yep. NC State um, does have some nice weapons over there. I'm yep. looking forward to seeing what happens in the next few weeks with uh, them against that Cupcake City, UConn. Not a very good team this year again. We, we'll see how NC State does going forward. We'll see if they end up jumping Oklahoma and getting into the top 10. Utah is another team who is top 10 worthy after this week. They they lost their opening game in Gainesville in the Swamp at night. Tough loss mm. there that they could have won. Steamrolled everybody since, Boogie. 34-13, one of Boogie's bets yesterday. The Utes. I said hammer them, didn't I? Yeah, they won by freaking 34-13 in the uh, win against Arizona State. Uh, like we talked about, Arizona State fires Herm Edwards earlier in the week after his horrible loss last week. And, uh, yeah, they're in disarray, Arizona State, down there in Tempe, not doing very well. And this was a nice cover for Utah. Yeah, we'll see where Utah ends up. Another win, three in a row now for the Utes. Looking to have a similar run last year. Last year they started 0-2 and ran the table. This year lost the first game. If they run the table and they're a one-last Pac-12 champion with the quality that the Pac-12 brings to the table, Utah can squeak into that playoff. Man, you're looking at a uh, college football playoff that is starving for a 12-team playoff. because Think about the teams we just talked about. Absolutely. I can't wait for this to expand. Yeah, and you look at Penn State. They go to 4-0 yesterday, too. A 33-14 victory over Central Michigan. Not the most worthy opponent, but Penn State did what they had to do. A 19-point win in Penn State. Behind six-year senior quarterback Clifford, man, 4-0, looking to get in a Big Ten play. I'm excited to see see Penn State play the likes of Ohio State and Michigan and, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, you know, Illinois better this year. So the yeah. Big Ten's going to have some competition. Penn State's right up there. You know, this is a, a storied franchise uh School, Penn State, yeah. the whole Sandusky situation that happened a long time ago. Um, you know, it looks like they're back on track as a school and as a uh, perennial football powerhouse. Yeah, looking I mean, good. top 15 team after what happened to them many years ago over in the 2010, 2011 area. We got Penn State back in the top 15. And whenever you have a Penn State team, Nittany Lions playing well. It's really good. College football is better when the Nittany Lions are good, and they're 4-0. We'll see how they do next week. Oregon, another team we won on the road. My best bet, a cover. I almost got backdoored. Oregon took a pick six to the house to go up 10 with a minute to go, and uh, Washington State completed a third and 29 Hail Mary to the one and then scored. And uh, I had question marks on Bo Nix, but uh, 428 and three TDs. He showed up yesterday. You, you got the good side of Bo Nix. Oregon was actually trailing the whole game, and it took a 29-point fourth quarter to win by three points. But, hey, on the road in college football, tough place to play up in Pullman. Oregon got to give them credit, man. Ever since that huge blowout loss to Georgia, they've won three straight as well, similar to what Utah's doing. Oregon, impressive win at Washington State, which Washington State will be uh, very formidable this year in the Pac-12. And to win on the road like the way Oregon did, that's impressive. 29 points in the fourth quarter after only scoring 
15 for the three first three quarters. Yeah. Three six and six, and then 29 in the fourth. Big what time. a comeback! That was a big time win for Oregon. Big win for Oregon. They are on the same path as Utah now. Three and one and one and zero in the Pac-12. Ole Miss continues to win games, Boogie. Another SEC team, 35-27 over Tulsa. Ole Miss now 4-0. Jackson Dart, their quarterback. Lane Kiffin, their coach. They got the coach-quarterback combo they're looking for down there in Oxford. And the Ole Miss Rebels, man, 4-0, continuing to win. I like it. I like it. I look forward to seeing what can happen to them in the old Ole Miss area. Uh, but they needed to win this game against Tulsa. They did. They took care of business. Um Great, uh, great win for them. They should be a formidable opponent in the SEC against the likes of you know Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, you know all those other teams we talked about previously. Definitely, um, th- you know, uh, Baylor, another big win for them, a three-one, um, three-one uh, victory. Uh, they're three-one now, shall I say? Uh, the seventeenth team in the country goes on the road to beat Iowa State, who was undefeated. So a very good win to start the Big Twelve slate for Baylor now, one zero in conference, and Baylor will continue to rise. Keep wise, my friends, because Baylor will be formidable as well. Um, this is, a, you know, this also is another team that uh, got to give them shout out. Whenever you yeah. can get a big time college team to win on the road, yeah. uh, especially against a team like Iowa State uh, that uh, was three and zero undefeated, and then they got to go ahead and lose at home. Yeah, that's a great, impressive win for them. Very impressive, and I might have to sprinkle my Michael Penix Jr. future. Three oh nine and two TDs. Another one of Boogie's victories yesterday. Washington forty to twenty two over Stanford. Now four zero, and they're going to continue to rise in that Pac twelve. They're going to give the likes of Utah, Oregon, and USC all they want when they play. So I'm excited to see what happens with this Huskies team. Now this is the reason why I love the transfer portal a little bit more. Yeah, because you get a a talented kid like Michael Penix Jr. take an Indiana team and can only go so far with them. Bring them to a, a better conference, a better, well, you know, Pac-12 versus Big Ten, maybe not as better, but yeah. a better team, I would say, in the Washington team. Uh, and then, of course, you see what he did uh, and this Washington team. Watch out for them. Can't wait to see them against a couple of these other powerhouse Pac-12 teams. They're looking good, man. Michael Penix looking like a Heisman contender here. I might have to sprinkle a little future bet on Michael Penix. 4-0 and Washington. BYU beat Wyoming to move up. Pittsburgh beat Rhode Island to move up. And two teams that will drop out of the top 25. Texas lost in overtime at Texas Tech, so they'll fall out. And what a bad loss for Miami yesterday, losing to Middle Tennessee, 45-31. Miami and Texas will both drop out of the rankings. Man, Miami, bad loss for them. They'll probably not creep back into the top 25 all year long. You can't uh, lose to a Middle Tennessee team and expect uh, good things for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens as next week we have some very, very good matchups here. Uh, BYU-Utah on thir- Utah State on Thursday night. Washington pays a visit Friday night to UCLA. That's going to be a good game, too. 4-0 teams. Well, so great Pac-12 matchup on Friday night. I'm already shouting out Washington. UCLA's played cupcakes all season long. 4-0 is kind of a fake 4-0 to me. That's true. Michigan goes on the road to visit an Iowa team who's got that good defense. Oklahoma looks to respond against undefeated TCU. How about this SEC matchup, Boogie, 9 a.m. on ESPN on Saturday morning? Kentucky at Ole Miss. Kentucky-Ole Miss going to be a banger. I love it. Uh, I think Kentucky and Ole Miss 
will give us what we're looking for. Uh, this is going to be a very competitive uh, game, and yes. I look forward to seeing what happens with that one. Can't wait for that one. Florida gets a bounce-back shot against Eastern Washington. Oregon State at Utah. So Oregon State's played well this year. We'll see how they do against the Utes up there in, uh, in Utah. They're not going to be at home, so look forward to seeing what happens with Utah. Uh, they should take care of business, but that's going to be a great game to see also. SEC on CBS at 12.30 next Saturday. Alabama visits Arkansas. Arkansas coming off that tough loss to AM. They were number 10 to start the week. They'll still be ranked. So Bama and Arkansas, Bama's toughest test of the season maybe. Outside of traveling to Texas, this might be a little harder for them. A little bit harder, I think. Alabama should take care of business, but man, college football at its best. When you're playing on the road, you better be prepared. You gotta be prepared. SEC on CBS promises to be a good one. Bama at Arkansas. This one could get ugly. Boogie Ohio State hosting Rutgers. That could get ugly quick. Yeah, Rutgers, uh, not a very good uh, road team, and looking forward to seeing what they can do at Ohio State. Yeah. But in the horseshoe, it's gonna be tough for them. Oklahoma State at Baylor, one of the best games of the week, 12:30 on Fox. Oklahoma State Baylor. You got Oklahoma State Baylor. And Bama-Arkansas at the same time. What a big, big 12 matchup that's going to be. Oklahoma State undefeated top 10 team. Baylor 3-1. and one. Should be a banger. I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Man, college football. It's all the whole season looks like it's a playoff. It really is. Penn State gets Northwestern, who's really bad. Penn State should be able to take care of business there. Wake Forest. Now, have Man. fun. You lose in double OT. Now you travel down to the Knowles, who... Are having this resounding season. The Knolls are trying to prove they're back and they're ACC worthy, and they're four zero. Wake Forest travels to Florida State. Wake Forest better be prepared, but Florida State, man, right after that uh, that unbelievable win against LSU, now they're four and zero. Uh, and Wake Forest, watch out. Yeah, watch out to see Wake Forest could be on upset alert next week. Texas A and M. Good luck. They go down to Mississippi State. Mike Leach got that team humming. Will Rogers got almost fourteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns through four games. That could be a game where Mississippi State steals one from the A&M. Mississippi State at home. Again, A&M better watch out also because they're on the road. You know what happens uh, when you're playing on the road? Upset City. Upset City. Upset City should probably not happen to Georgia. They go to Missouri to take on a 2-2 two and two Missouri team who fumbled the bag against uh, – Auburn yesterday, so Georgia going on the road. We expect them to take care of business. Boogie, how about this? If there was a 12-team playoff right now based off the rankings, this would be a first-round matchup. Clemson hosts NC State. NC State's probably going to be in the top 10 next week. And you got Clemson versus NC State at Clemson Saturday Night Football on ABC. Oh, love it. Can't wait to watch that one. NC State, Clemson, going to be a banger. Texas and Dub V, two, two, and two teams. West Virginia looked very good against Virginia Tech, playing their best game of the season. Texas just, Texas just lost. Huge game down in Austin, 430 on FS1. West Virginia at Texas. That's going to be a banger. Pittsburgh should blow out Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is really, really bad. Horrible. Pitts 3-1, looking to continue their winning ways. USC gets Cupcake Arizona State, who probably will be the worst team in the Pac-12. USC will probably blow them out. Then you got Oregon and Stanford, which is always a good game, but probably Oregon in that game. I, I can't agree with you anymore, my friend. I love both of those teams. Uh, that you just said. Yeah. Can't wait to see next weekend already. We are 38 minutes into Man, episode one. We better hurry up. We got we to gotta hurry up. This is going to be a quick 30-second tidbits. We're going to get straight to the point. No BS. We only got about 20 minutes on the clock, so we got to get rolling here. We go through our NFL slate today. Like promised, we have a, uh, a 12-pack of picks for each of us. So get your pens and pads out. It's time to dial in. 
10 a.m. on CBS. Houston Texans 0-1-1 at the Chicago Bears 1-1. Bears are coming off a 27-10 loss to the Green Bay Packers. Texans lost in Denver 16-9. Short and sweet for me, Boogie. I think this is a game that Chicago finally finds themselves. Justin Fields has his best game of his career. And the Chicago Bears defeat the Houston Texans. I'm not sure what the score is going to be, but laying three at home, I'll take the money line. First pick of my card is the Chicago Bears, minus 150 to beat the Houston Texans. Yeah, I kind of flipped on this one myself. Um, I'm going to be laying off this game myself. Roll with the Bears, baby. One of my best picks of the morning. Raiders at the Titans, 10 a.m. on Fox. A battle of two 0-2 teams. This is the game I'm off. I'm leaning on Boogie on this one. Boogs. You liking our Las Vegas Raiders to get a dub here, baby. Yeah, I like the Raiders today. They shot themselves in the foot last week. Um, I think they come back. They get their first win of the season. Uh, Raiders on the money line today. Titans not looking very good. Derrick Henry looking a little old myself, in my opinion. And uh, the Raiders should take care of business today. Short favorite. Give me them on the money line. Heartbreaking loss for the Raiders last week against Arizona. Now they get the Titans looking for the Raiders to get the first win. Minus $1.35 for Boogie's first selection. We have a two-way here. We have a side and a total outlook on our third game of the morning. 10 a.m. on CBS. Kansas City is 2-0. Taking on the Colts, who are 0-1-1. Home opener for the Colts. You think they bounce back? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Chiefs minus five, I think, is the play. Uh, get Patty Mahomes on the road, but Chiefs go ahead and roll. It uh, doesn't look like they are missing Tyreek Hill too much. That offense keeps rolling and takes care of business over the Colts. Kansas City minus five for Boogie's third play. My third play is going to be the under in this game. It's 51 points. Culture at home, they're going to try to establish the ground game. I think they control the time of possession, and the game will go under the 51-point total. I think they keep Mahomes off the field for majority of the game, and I think the Colts and Chiefs game will go under 51 points. Bills and the Dolphins, one of the games of the day, two 2-0 teams. Both offenses are humming. My Lord, over 30 points a game for both. Both teams play okay defense, though. We will see how that game goes. Boogie, despite... The Bills having four guys out on their defensive uh, side of the ball. You got to roll with Josh Allen here, right? Got to roll with Josh Allen, yeah. Unfortunately, they do have a couple of defensive uh, stars out in this game. Uh, Micah Hyde, I believe, is going to be out for the season for the Bills, unfortunately. But I still think that Bills defense is prepared enough to be able to shut down Tua and the team. Give me the Bills, lay in the five points. I will go ahead and roll with Buffalo. Bills minus five. I'm going back to the wall with the under. A lot of people think there's going to be fireworks, but what they're misconstruing is Miami scored a lot of points in that fourth quarter in their comeback, and that's why it's such an inflated line. I think these two teams, when two high-scoring teams meet, a lot of times that clashes and the defenses step up. I think they do here today. Give me another under 53 points. Buffalo minus five. For Boogie, under 53 for me. Baltimore goes on the road this morning and takes on the New England Patriots. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Before that, Detroit Lions visit the Vikings. Vikings looked very, very putrid against the... uh, against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And the uh, Lions look like they're pretty improved, Boogie, and you got to take the points here, I think. i got to go with the points here. I like what the Lions are doing the last couple of years. Last year and this year, the offense is clicking. Uh, They have the coach to be able to get this team back in winning ways. Uh, The Lions plus the six looks like the play. Jared Goff gets enough points done over the Vikings. 
Give me the Lions plus the six. Boogie, Boogie's next pick is the Lions plus the six. I'm going back to the under, my man. Thunder on the under. Woo-hoo. 53 points. That's way too many. I'm loving some unders this morning on this morning card. Under 53 points, Detroit and Minnesota. Now we move on to the Ravens at the Patriots at 10 a.m. on Fox. The Pats are 1-1. One one. Baltimore 1-1. One one. Heartbreaking loss last week to Miami. You think the Ravens bounce back? Absolutely, I think the Ravens bounce back. Lamar Jackson gets this team ready to go on the road. Bill Belichick had a lot to say about uh, Lamar Jackson and and praised him amazingly. So yeah. this this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Watch out if the Ravens do not do not sign him. Yeah, watch out for the Patriots to pull off some type of trade yeah. or something next year uh-huh. uh, because they need <clears throat> they need star power in New England without Tom Brady there. But the Ravens today playing on the road against the Patriots. Ravens take care of business today. Give me Baltimore on the money line. Ravens money line minus $1.50 for Boogie's next pick. Hey, guess what? Another 10 a.m. game and another under. I think New England finds a way to game plan against Lamar Jackson. To Boogie's credit, they'll squeak out the win. But the game will go under the 45 points. New England plays good defense and they run the football and they game plan very well against the Ravens. Expect a low-scoring game. Fourth under for me on this morning card. That's my last under of the day. I have one more under, though, for later, and we'll talk about that in a bit. The New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game's six and a half. A lot of people were buying the Cincinnati bounce back theory, but let me tell you guys something. Just because Cincinnati made this run to the Super Bowl last year does not mean anything at this point. Cincinnati, if you remember, was a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. They squeaked into the wild card round. Squeaked by the Raiders, squeaked by, squeaked by, lost in the Super Bowl. Just because that happened does not mean Cincinnati is just juggernaut franchise that we all think they are. Joe Burrow has gotten sacked 13 times in two games. His offensive line is the worst in the NFL. The Jets, they work hard, man. They play hard. Flacco's out there slinging that thing like he's 25 years old. Damn near leading the NFL in passing yards, two 300-yard games and five touchdowns. Michael Carter out there. You got Corey Davis out there. You know... I think this is a live home dog here, Boogie. By the hook, Jets plus seven. Just when you think that the Bengals would be uh, a team to blow out, a team like the Jets, I think the Jets, this is a sneaky underdog pick for me here. Obviously, uh, I like them plus uh, seven. I'm going to buy the point. Yes, sir. Jets offense starting to show a little bit of life. That offensive line, like you said, for the Bengals is not very good. Joe Burrow is just getting pounded. He's all he had an uh, appendectomy uh, surgery right before the season started. Good luck. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Jets. I think that they can get a cover. Don't be surprised if they even win this game outright, but I'm not going to go ahead and call that outright right now. Plus seven, baby. Give me the plus seven. Plus seven. I like another plus seven here. How about this revenge factor game? The Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. You have the you have Carson Wentz going against the Eagles for the first time since they got rid of him and uh, pretty much picked Jalen Hurts over him. Carson Wentz is going to come into this game with a lot to prove. Washington's at home. It's line of six. I'm buying the point. I'm taking seven points with the Commanders today. Everyone's It's that zigzag factor, bro. It's, again, yeah. it's the National Fixed League. The Eagles looked untouchable on Monday night. Washington lost to the Lions last week. Guess what? Washington comes to play today. Give me plus seven. Washington to cover against Philly. I love it. I love the revenge factor as well. When you got athletes like this and Wentz coming back and playing 
against his former team. You got to go with that that player because he's got a lot of things to prove as to why you got rid of me. Yep. There is uh, something in the business. It's not just in athletics. It's also in business itself. The hunger and the drive to prove everyone wrong. Give me the Commanders plus the seven points. Commanders plus seven and Jets plus seven for Boogie and the Baron. We're leaning on Boogie in this game. I can't find an angle. The Saints are at the Panthers today. Panthers are 0-2. Saints coming in 1-1 one one after a troubling loss to the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Panthers trying to get their first win. Do they get it? Absolutely not. Give me the Saints here today. The Saints take care of business. That Saints defense is still really, really good. Fantastic. I think Jameis Winston takes care of business today. The Saints team is pretty formidable. One and one. They'll get to two and one today on the road. Saints minus 145. Saints money line for Boogie for his next pick. I, uh, we're both off this game. There's too many unknowns. Bet at your own risk. Jaguars at the Chargers. Line was at six. It went to three. Herbert's going to try to give it a go, quote-unquote. I don't trust that. Completely off this game. Buddy. Yeah, you know, you have a really bad line, actually, if you're going to try to bet this game because Jaguars opened up at uh, plus seven. Now it's down to three and a half. Trevor Lawrence is uh, looking pretty good, actually. But, but the Chargers... And the Jaguars game, for me, is off. Jaguars actually haven't won a road game since 2019. Good luck. Good luck. Without even the the star quarterback, Justin Herbert, for the Chargers, I can't pick this game. Stay off it. Staying off the Jags and the Chargers, too many unknowns. If Herbert was playing, I'd love the Chargers, but and he might play, but the quote-unquote is going to try to give it a go. I don't trust that. The line movement, I'm off the game. Rams and the Cardinals, baby. <laughs> Come to our first drink, first and only drink bet of episode 183. L.A. Rams defending Super Bowl champs. Opening night loss to the Bills. They bounced back with a 31-27 uh, home win to the Falcons. Cardinals were inches away from falling to 0-2. They pulled out an OT loss in Las Vegas. They're 1-1. Two 1-1 teams. Every team in the NFC West is 1-1. A battle of one and one teams. It's three and a half. Me and Boogie are buying hooks the opposite way. Boogie, who's your pick in this one? McVay owns the Cardinals, first off. Ooh. Eight one and one against the Cardinals, as is the head coach of the Rams. Rams are led by Aaron Donald and good luck Kyler Murray. He will be running for his life. They were lucky enough to let the Loss last week against the Raiders. The Raiders should have won that game. Yeah. Good luck, Arizona. Give me the Rams. Rams minus three for Boogie. Drink bet and only drink bet of this pod. I'm taking Arizona as a home dog plus four. Kyler Murray finds a way to get stuff done. I think he will be running around, but he can outrun all those guys. Kyler Murray, I trust you, brother. Go get me a cover. Arizona plus four. 125 on Fox. Falcons and the Seahawks. Um, I believe, Boogs, you are off this game. I'm going to take over for my first over. The over-under is only 42 points. Gino and Marcus have played very, very well this year so far at quarterback for both of these two ball clubs. Defenses are subpar. Atlanta's given up 29. Seahawks are giving up 21 and a half a game. I think this is a game where the Seahawks offense can get going, being that they're at home. I like about a 24-21 game here. Pushes it over the total. My play in this one is Atlanta and Seattle over 42. Yeah, I'm off this game. This is not a, a play for me. Um, Seahawks, too many unknowns, obviously. 
But uh, I do like the way that uh, they are playing at home today, but I will be not playing on this game. I forgot to tell you guys, we do have one more drink bet. Before we do, we got a battle of the two best quarterbacks of this generation. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's well documented that Brady's got a lot of guys out. This man won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, and he had less than he has now, though, Boogie. Green Bay still trying to figure things out with their offense. They got to win against the Bears. Tampa Tom, baby. We can't go against the GOAT. Tampa Bay minus 120 for Boogie and the Bears. I mean, here's the thing about Tom Brady. He knows how to win. Um, Packers on the road. My man Aaron Rodgers is still trying to figure out his wide receivers. These young bucks yep. still do not have it going with him. They don't. Um, I think the defense will take over for Tampa Bay as they did last week. Oh, yeah. um, and I get... I give them a lot of credit for what they've done on the offensive side with the lack of offensive firepower. Looks like Gronkowski is definitely going to not come back out of retirement. Nope. Tom Brady is not even finding a tight end to be able to trust. Um, I think Fournette probably plays really well today. Uh, they lean on that run game today, and their defense takes over. Give me the Bucks on the money line. Bucks on the money line, minus 120, baby. And we move on to the Sunday night fix game. And I got to tell you this, this is drink bet number two. Me and Boogie using two different sports betting apps got different lines on this. Boogie got minus one and a half. Money line for the 49ers is only minus $1.25. And I got the Broncos plus two. And I got to tell you, Boogie, anytime you're giving me Russell Wilson in primetime at home as a dog, guess what that means? It's an auto bet. Russ Heat figures it out for the Broncos today by the point. Denver plus three for a drink bet because Boogie's going with the Niners, baby. Jimmy G is back in town and playing for the San Francisco 49ers as Trey Lance is done for the season. Yep. Trey Lance gets yep. hurt last week. Garoppolo comes back in, plays well. In uh, Of course, these guys love him. I'm going with the 49ers today on the money line. Um, I think that Russ Heat, Russell is still trying to figure out uh, this Denver team. I'm not sure if they really have a lot of trust uh, with Russell Wilson yet. Uh, they couldn't figure out a fourth down play the last week. Um, give me... The 49ers on the money line today. There we go. Good middle there. Niners money line for Boogie. Denver plus three for me. That's it for today's card. Tomorrow, Monday Night Football. 515 ESPN NFC East battle between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. The Cowboys surprised everybody last week by defeating the Bengals. Cooper Rush looked like a second coming of Joe Namath in that game. They take on the Giants here who have a surprising 2-0 start. We're going to find out if the Giants are for real. Boogie, what do you think? Are you rolling with your boys? I'm going with the boys on the road. Cowboys own the Giants. Cowboys on the money line. They're even money right now. Yep. Uh, catching plus one point. Uh, I I can't go against the Cowboys. I think that they're, uh, Cooper Rush is going to be a great player for them. I think he gets at least three wins before Dak comes back. And give me the Cowboys on the money line. You're catching money all the time with the Cowboys. Cowboys even money on the money line for Boogie's last 12th and final pick. My 12th and final pick is going to be another under 40 points. I mean, the first team to 20 wins this game, Boogie. Telling you that right now. All right. I see this being a 21-14 to max game. Guess what? That's only 35 points. 
You're giving me under 40. I like a low-scoring Monday night game. Cowboys-Giants under 40 points. That's our show. 12-pack of picks each way. Went through some college. Went through some baseball. It's best bet time, though, Waterbug. Hell yeah. Where are we going for Boogie's Blockbuster Best Bet? Hey, man, we got 12 games to pick from from our 12-pack. Uh, and it's just... It, it is this much strong for me. I love it. I'm sorry. I got to go against uh, uh, your drink bed here. I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with them. Oh, wow. Over your Cardinals. Rams are Boogie's Blockbuster Best Bet for today. For the first time in the history of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron, and we've done 183 episodes, Boogie and I are going to have both of our drink bets be our best bet. As I'm taking Russell Wilson catching a field goal at home, make sure you get three points. Denver plus three on the Sunday night fixed game. Sorry, Boogie. Both of our drink bets are our best bets. So, hey, let's hope we go one and one in drink bets like we usually do. Let's go. Rams for Boogie, Broncos for Baron. Rams minus three, Broncos plus three. That's a wrap. It's 9 a.m. Games are in an hour, everybody. Let's go. Fair enough. Boogie out.